So my name is Judy Pierce, and today's date is May the 4th, 2017. And I'm here with Mary O'Connell at the Fort Hamilton Library for the Our Streets, Our Stories project at the Brooklyn Public Library. And Mary's going to talk about from when I was a baby until 18, and then I moved away. And I've just come back three years ago. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. tell us about your childhood in Brooklyn, in Beirut. Okay, mm -hmm. well, I was born in, in, in Bloorville, New York, uh, in actually in Rockham County Psychiatric Hospital, where my mother was um, an, an inmate, I guess you would say. So I was taken from her right away, brought to the New York Family Hospital, and then um, I was fostered out to a woman named Grace, who lived right here on 95th Street. So at three months old, I came to live with Grace, um, and she had other foster children as well. So um, my childhood in Bay Ridge was fantastic uh, until, you know, about, 10 or 11 years old, it was great. You could run out. We never locked the doors. Uh, I lived one block from Shore Road. Shore Road is my playground. And um, just absolutely awesome. Um, and at a, but at a certain point, the, um, the foster home that I was living in became very chaotic and unhappy and miserable, actually. And this library became my sanctuary where I could come for peace and quiet and to just be left alone. And in those days, you couldn't talk in libraries. Mm -hmm. So I loved the quiet that was here. And I was free to roam, roam the library and read any book that I wanted. And um, I remember pulling Andre Gide off the shelves <laughs> and reading it. And when I got to, you know, the parts that I didn't understand, just like, they, they went right over my head. I didn't even know what I was reading. I could read magazines for hours, and it was just really great. Um, and uh, eventually, my very first, you know, official job in life was here at, the, at this library. That's amazing. I worked four hours a day. Um, uh, I guess as early as you could be to work officially, which I think was 16. Yeah. And I have very, very clear recollections of that first job and my first boss here and everything, you know, to do with it. Um, what else would you like to know? Um, where did you go to school? Um, I went to St. Patrick's, which is right over there. And then I... For high school, I went to Fonfon Hall, which is on 100th Street. Oh. <laughs> so I really spent, you know, my childhood in, in Bay Ridge, mm -hmm. very much so. What do you like about Bay Ridge? Um, you know, I really love it. It's not even a question of liking it. It, it feels hometown 
to me. To me, it feels extraordinarily safe. Um, I do walking and I go very early in the morning when it's still dark and there aren't too many people around. I feel very, very safe here. Shore Road is exquisitely beautiful. Um, it feels like it's a beach town to me because the water is always pretty close, you know, and um, there's a lot of different people who, who live here. Um, having been away for so many years. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was younger, I left when I was 18. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being 18, I was very, very rebellious and very critical. And so, although I had had a wonderful childhood, once I became a teenager and I was rebellious and critical, Bay I hated Bay Ridge. You know, nothing ever happens here. Everybody's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. What were they like? Yes, but in fact they weren't all alike ethnically, uh -huh. but it seemed to me that everybody was um, all the same. Uh -huh. But in fact, even back then, there were um, Arab people here, um, there were Greeks, there were Irish, there were Jewish people, there were Italians. Um, unfortunately, no African Americans uh -huh. when I was growing up. And there still are very few, so that's uh -huh. a problem big problem. Um, other than that, though, pretty much every kind of person lives here now. And um, so all those years when I was away, I was, you know, busy living my life and doing other things. But in the last few years, since I turned, I guess, since I turned about 60, mm -hmm. I started to think about coming back to live here and how really nice it would be. So I was looking at it online all the time, mm. sort of stalking Bay Ridge. <laughs> and I would look at any kind of photographs of Bay Ridge that I could find. And I was really, really um, envious, very envious of the people who lived here, like when I would see photographs after snowstorms. <laughs> on, on Shore Road, you can go sledding. And it just seemed like a, a wonderland. You know, I, when I was a little kid, um, when I was very young, there was no Verrazano Bridge. So I was alive when it was being constructed. And um, it was beautiful without the bridge, mm -hmm. and it's beautiful now with the bridge, too. It's a really beautiful bridge. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So where did you go? Oh gosh, I lived. Um, I lived in Queens. I lived in, in other parts of Brooklyn. Uh -huh. I lived in Sunset Park. I lived in the Village, the Greenwich Village, for a while in the East Village, and eventually, then I spent, I guess, fifteen years or so in. Oh, I lived in. Um, on, I lived on Court Street, uh -huh. so that's Cobble Hill. Yeah. I lived in Prospect Heights. Uh -huh. <laughs> I lived in Park Slope and eventually in Regal Park in Queens. Mm -hmm. So you tried some different <laughs> neighborhoods of Brooklyn. What's special about Brooklyn to you? Um, well, you know, it, it feels like home to me because uh -huh. it is my home. Uh -huh. 
and I feel like I know my way around it, and I feel like I have a right somehow to be here. Mm -hmm. And as a foster child, mm -hmm. feeling that you're entitled to be somewhere is a big thing. So, feeling that, uh, you know, this, I have a right to be here, this is my home, that's very, very, very important to me, and, and it's, it's elusive also, I, you know. Mm -hmm. There are many situations in which I do not feel like I fit in, or I belong, or I even have a right to be there. So, Brooklyn is so, I don't, I remember the first day that I moved to Cobble Hill. I lived in a little tenement, awful apartment on Court Street, but, um, Around the corner, the street had, no, not around the corner, um, on, on the promenade, which was very close to me, the flagstones on the promenade, I remember, they were so gorgeous. And it was just so awesome that I lived in this little shabby apartment, but within walking distance was the promenade in Brooklyn Heights, you know, and the promenade is just beautiful. So Brooklyn has all these beautiful, beautiful <laughs> places, and the people are very cosmopolitan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they really are. And what I mean by that is that they have a very large world view. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of tearing up. <laughs> yeah, compassionate. No, I'm not painful. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, sorry, grateful. What about your work life? My work life? Yeah, tell me a little bit about your work life. Um, it was pretty varied. Um, I worked for many years as um, uh, a receptionist. And then I finally decided, what, about, about age 40 or so, I decided slash had the opportunity mm -hmm. to return to college and um, get my degree. Mm -hmm. So then I got a, a degree uh, in teaching. And um, eventually I, I started teaching again. So I'm now retired, mm -hmm. but the last, uh, I lost my job at the end of June 2016, mm. uh, one month before my 64th birthday. It was a big shock to me. I had assumed that I would be working until age 70 at least, yeah. and hopefully push it to 75. Yeah. <laughs> but when I found mm. myself in that situation, I decided, uh, after a, a while of looking for a job, unsuccessfully, I decided, you know, maybe I'm retired. <laughs> so I sort of crunched the numbers and found that if I lived on a shoestring, I uh -huh. could manage to be retired, and uh -huh. Uh -huh. that meant that I could do what I really wanted to do, which is write. So, <laughs> um, so I spent the last 12 years of my working life as a teacher, uh -huh. which I loved and never expected to be retired from. Um, and I, I really love doing it. But now, I'm, I'm a writer. That's true. What kind <laughs> of writing do you do? 
Well, the first big thing that I'm working on is my memoir. <laughs> so, um, and then I have a, you know, a whole other bunch of, a list of other things that I'd like to write about. I, I've written a few nonfiction pieces. A few of them have gotten published on, online. Not, not for payment, but still. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to tell us about the Beatles? Um, <clears throat> on the subject of living in Brooklyn, or just generally whatever? <laughs> um, I'm sort of hesitant to talk about this. On the other hand, I feel like would be very beneficial for people to hear it. So mm. I'm going to make a snap decision mm. and I will talk about it. Mm. <laughs> when I was about, mm, how old was I? 27 years old. Um, I was uh, introduced mm. to a group of people who said that they were uh, working for world peace. Mm. Um, and they said that they were Buddhists. So I um, joined mm. that group, and it's called um, Soka Gakkai FGI. Mm. Um, and I stayed in that group for 18 and a half years. And it turned out that that group actually was a, uh, on a list of destructive groups, um, that it was actually a cult. Mm. So um, the day that I found out, oh my God, this is in fact a cult, I left and then had to spend the remaining years trying to rebuild my life. Well, I guess I'm sharing this because I would like people to know to be really careful uh, about who they associate with and how they associate. If, you know, if, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And check it out thoroughly. So I think this is a very helpful warning to people. Um, but, and I appreciate you sharing it. But at this point, I think we need to end the interview. So okay. thanks again. Okay.